And we're back, sports fans. Trying a little something new here. Welcome back to Unfiltered, newest sports podcast with unfiltered, unbiased takes. Thank you guys for spending some of your time with me here again today. Got another fun one for you guys planned. I'm Rob Bryce, and here we go. So going to get right into where Rob was wrong. Uh, for those of you that were listening last week, this is brought to you by Dynasty Solar now. I have my first sponsorship on this podcast. One of my good friends, Paul Chores, is working at Dynasty Solar. Uh, hit me with a great quote that Dynasty created the other week here. Uh, create your legacy for dynasties to come. Pretty sweet. Dynasty Solar is one of America's fastest growing residential solar companies actively installing in over 20 states. They're not just here in Florida. If you guys are looking to make that switch over to solar, reach out to my boy Paul Choez today. Reach out to me. I'll connect you with him for a free consultation. Doesn't hurt. Have him come out, take a look, see if Dynasty Solar is right for you. And then going into where Rob was wrong. Hmm. Yeah, this one hurt last week, guys. I don't know if any of you were looking for the Spotify, but uh, yeah. Never hit the record button last week on the computer. Really hurt. I was so pissed when I looked after I finished last week. Um, even worse, it was the first time I tried to do this setup on my own. Um, Raven has helped me a lot. Uh, my fiance, Raven, has really helped a lot with behind the scenes stuff on this. And this was last week was the first time I tried to do it on my own. I said, don't worry, baby, I got it. Yep. Can't do anything without you, Rafe. What can I say? Didn't hit the record button. Thank God I recorded the one on my phone so I could post on YouTube. That was a huge where Rob was wrong. And then another big one, too. And actually, no one called me out on it, guys. So I'm a little little shocked. Maybe y'all didn't know either. But last week, I was talking about Tanzel Ward from the Jets, the defensive lineman. Uh, one, I kept calling him Denzel. I'm so sorry, my man, if you uh, somehow hear this podcast, Tanzel with a T, not a D, Tanzel, and he also got cut. I didn't realize that. I was talking about it like he made the team, still really liked the guy, man. He made the practice squad, so I hope he continues to to fight, man, because that's what that guy was doing. He's just a fighter, man. He doesn't go down. He refuses to quit. He refuses to lose. I really did think that you made the team, brother. That's my bad. Totally butchered that one. Butchered your name. Butchered the th uh, fact that I thought you made the team, but... On the practice squad, that is where Rob is wrong. Two pretty big ones last week. Getting into the show today, guys. And Joseph Trout, I have you to thank for this, my friend. This is unfiltered, right? We might as well start drinking here on the podcast. So this is the Miller Lite. This is the official beer of the Dallas Cowboys, Miller Lite. The best light beer there is. Spelled different because it tastes different. Miller, I'm looking for a sponsorship. Hit me up. Mm. So going into... The man of the year, the team of the year, everyone's talking about Coach Prime. Prime time, Deion Sanders and his Colorado team, man. What, what a first game. Man, I was glued to my seat watching this game. It was awesome. He had a really, really good uh, pregame speech. So instead of me talking about it, I've got it here for you guys. I'm going to try this out. Hopefully it sounds good. But here, everyone take a listen. And this was just great. We've been holding it. Because it's not about them. This is about us. This has nothing to do with the team that's opposing us. This is about us. 
This ain't got nothing to do with the naysayers, the, the unbelievers, the haters, the doubters. This is about us. When we started this journey, we told you it was going to be trying, it was going to be tough, but you endured because it's about us. That man next to you is a miracle. That man next to you is a believer. That man next to you is a go-giver. That man next to you is a dog. That man next to you is somebody who wants this day. That man next to you is somebody who believes. That man next to you is somebody that got to have it today. We ain't got tomorrow. We got now. We ain't got next. We got now. We ain't coming no more. Man, they're just going absolutely bonkers. Bonkers, man. And then they went out and beat TCU, the team that was just in the championship game last year. People had this team winning three games, maybe two. I mean, this is just incredible what he's done. He's turned around the culture in just one offseason. So some of the things that hit me here in that one, guys, it's not about them. It's about us. This has nothing to do with them, the haters, the doubters, the non-believers. It's about us. When we started, we told you it was going to be tough. That man next to you has been through this. It's a miracle. He's a believer, a go-getter, a dog, someone who wants it, someone who believes, someone who has to have it today. Or as Dion said, gots to have it today. But I'm not Dion. I won't try to pretend like I'm Dion. He's one-on-one, man. There is no other Dion Sanders. But he's saying we ain't got tomorrow. We got right now. We ain't got next. We got now. We ain't coming no more. We're freaking here. Man, I really want to jump the F-bomb there. I probably should have done it. But we're here. I mean, dude, right before the game, that's it? I mean, that gave me goosebumps. And I'm freaking sitting here in my Cowboys shirt and athletic shorts. Man, that is awesome. He's a motivator, man. He wants no babies. He's got no quitters. There's no woe is freaking me. Can you do it or can you not do it? Because if you can't do it, I'm going to go find someone who will. That's the culture he started there. And, man, it's really, really cool to see. That was freaking awesome. What a freaking game. Really, really good one. Um, and guess what? They're ranked 22nd now. A team that was supposed to win two to three games. And they're telling them all offseason, y'all can't do it. Y'all suck. Y'all stink. Y'all ain't no good. They're 22nd. They're 1-0 now. And he said it in the afterwards. You a believer now? He said it in the, what am I saying, post-game interview. Are you a believer now? He read your article, whoever he was talking to. He saw you talking trash. Keep talking that trash. Hopefully you talk it all year. It's too late to jump on the bus now. They don't want you now. I absolutely loved it. And his son, his son, Shador Sanders. I hope I pronounced that right. Shador Sanders. 510 yards, four tutties, 38 of 47. That's 81% for y'all. I'll do the math for you. I told you guys, I'll do all this hard stuff for you. For you. He missed a few throws early on, but once he settled in, man, he looked good. And he was just taking what the defense was giving him. So for, you, for those of you that watched it too, I understand a lot of those were some quick passes, just getting it going. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't freaking matter. He took what the defense gave him. He took his shots. And, you know, how cool would it be if this dude somehow wins the Heisman? I'm rooting for this team, man. Every week, every week I'm going to be watching this team. I can't wait. Molly Kiram on uh, first take. I hope I pronounce her last name right, too. Kiram said that Dion had told her years ago uh, when she was just getting into uh, broadcasting, sports broadcasting, and kind of 
trying to jumpstart her career in what I assume is a very cutthroat industry and very tough to get into. Uh, Dion told you, you got to believe in yourself before you believe, or I'm sorry, I butchered that. Got to believe in yourself before anyone will believe in you. I'll say that one more time because I messed it up. You got to believe in yourself before anyone will believe in you. That one really stuck with me. I relate that to me doing this podcast right now, man. It's tough. It's definitely, definitely tough, man. Sometimes I don't feel like doing it. Uh, it's a lot of planning and not a lot of results yet. The keyword there is yet. But like Dion told Molly, I got to believe in myself before anyone else is going to believe in me. And man, I'm going to keep going with it. And I really like that, you know, Dion is just a motivator, man. And look at this team. Look at look at how Colorado is responding to him. Look at these kids. He had someone like Travis Hunter. This kid was offered $1.5 million as a kid at 17, 18. I don't know how old he is. 1.5 million. And he said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay with my boy. I'm going to stay with Dion. He played at the school with him last year, and now he transferred over to him here with Colorado. I mean, dude, it's just, it's freaking awesome. And that kid, my God, listen to some of these stats. 117 snaps he played. Are you freaking kidding me? 117. He played over 60 snaps at wide receiver. He played over 50 snaps at corner. That's insane. I was in the gym this morning working out legs and I'm doing some up downs or I don't even know what you call them. I mean, I get done with the first set and I'm freaking out of wind. I'm out of breath, man. I'm breathing heavy. And this kid, are you kidding? Wide receiver and corner. Those are the two positions where you are just going run, run, run every freaking play. You're sprinting. I can't believe that he played like that, man. He had over 60 snaps in the first half. You heard the announcer a couple of times just saying that he's gassed. As he should have been, the dude had a hunt, or the dude had 119 yards, 11 catches. He had a pick in the red zone, a very big pick early in the game. Dove for it, took it away from the kid. Awesome play, huge play early on in the game. Keep got he got that momentum going for them. Had a pass breakup, had three tackles. I mean, the dude played both ways like Dion did back in the day. I mean, you don't see that. You just don't see that right now. I mean, he is changing the game. Dion Sanders is changing college football and i am freaking here for it man i never really got into college college football for me was like yeah it's exciting but like it's exciting because you know these guys just they aren't great not everyone is great you got these really really good kids playing against these really really bad kids so of course there's going to be some big plays every now and then but man he's changing this this is really cool to watch i mean you have teams that can just create you know whatever you want to call it, a super team or, or whatever you have these people who can now with the transfer portal Go to a team like Colorado and compete with some of these top schools. And yeah, I hear you guys, it's only week one. You can tell. You can tell where this is going. This is exciting, man. SEC fans, you guys got to be crapping your pants, man. You guys got to be shitting yourselves. We'll go ahead and drop the S-bomb on that one, man. You guys got to be nervous. It's not about you guys anymore, SEC. The whole college league is coming for you guys, and I am freaking here for it. Just incredible. They were 21-point underdogs, and they won straight up. They had a 27-game road game losing streak, 27 in a row. That is brutally disgusting, 27 in a row. People, again, projected them three wins for the year, and they just went and beat a team that was just in the natty last year. 
I mean, it's freaking awesome. His son, I know I kind of got sidetracked there. His son, his quarter, the quarterback, man, he looked good. I think this kid is going to be real good. Just keep taking what the defense gives you. Run when you can. Run when you have to. I really like this team, man. I really like it. And like Dion kept saying, the standard there is a standard. What does that mean? Just like you said, the standard is the standard. This is what it, it takes. This is what we got to do. If you can't do it, there's the door. Let that thing hit you on the freaking way out. We'll get somebody else. And I'll tell you what made it even more exciting. The announcer. My gosh. I had to look him up. Gus Johnson. Shouting you out, my man. Hopefully you somehow hear this podcast, brother. Gus Johnson. Man, he was exciting to listen to. Any game he announces from now on, I'm, I'm watching it. And I can't wait because he's calling the Colorado game next week. This, this Saturday, he's calling the Colorado game. I cannot wait, man. They play Nebraska. They're opening as three-point favorites. They're ranked 22nd again on the new poll that just came out. I can't wait for Gus Johnson to announce this game again with, with Colorado, man. I'm all in. All in on Coach Prime. He's changing the game. He's changing college football. I'm here for it. Anything that gets the SEC worried, I'm here for it. And we'll get more into that a little bit later. I've got a, a hot take, very, very hot take in my debatable facts to end the show, guys. Keep listening in here. Going into our next topic. Miller time. Miller, I'm looking for a sponsor. Come on. Tastes different because it's spelled different. L-I-T-E. Light. Let me get in. MLB. Let's start talking about some other sports like I told you guys. We got college. Now we're going into Major League Baseball. We're almost in the playoffs. It's an exciting time of the year, man. This is the best time of the year. Guys, we freaking made it. We absolutely made it, and I cannot wait. You got college football. You got NFL starting tomorrow. You got the playoffs for baseball. Basketball is right around the corner. Man, it just don't get much better than this. Uh, my dad, man, my crazy, crazy old man. Tell you what, he thinks the Yankees are going to make the playoffs this year somehow. Last place in their division, seven and a half back in the wild card with 24 left. <laughs> He's texting and calling me every day, man. Yankees won. Yankees won again. The Yankees win. Who was that dude back in the day? The Yankees win. He was pretty great. But man, it's been a while since y'all have been good. I'm sorry, New York fans. I, I, I hope you all don't turn this off, but go ahead and listen to this. You guys, as you know, haven't won since 2009. It's 2023 now, for those of you that don't know. 2009 was quite some time ago. Before that was 2000. So let me break that down here for you guys. I'll tell you, I'm going to do the math for you. That's two in the last 23 years for the highest payroll in baseball. Ugh. Ugh. Two in 23 years? Are y'all freaking kidding me? That's not good enough. And y'all know that's not good enough. That's not nearly good enough. That's disgusting. Over that span, Boston, you're hated Hated rival Boston Red Sox have won four. Giants have won three. Houston, cheaters, whatever. They've won two. And y'all, are you kidding me? And he thinks they're going to make the playoffs, come back, go on a run and win the World Series. He's out of his freaking mind, man. He's one of the most optimistic fans I've ever met. You got to love it, though. You got to love the optimism. But I'll tell you what, Pops, it don't look good. It don't look good, especially when you have the Baltimore Orioles in first place in your division. Shout out to my best friend, Ty, man. Your Orioles look good, bro. For the first time since 2014, if they can pull it off and win the division. That was the last time y'all won, 1997 before that. 
man, what I was, I was four years old in 97. That's crazy, man. I remember watching baseball growing up, man. We used to have you over. We'd be watching the Yankees. I, I mean, the Yankees had everyone back then, so it was fun to watch. But we used to clown on the Orioles, man. You guys were the laughing stock of the league. But you always repped them, man. You and your dad, you always repped them. You always talked about them. Got to respect that, man. And now look at you guys here. First place, ALE East, the second best team in baseball. I mean, that's that's saying something right there, man. And I'm looking at the team, the stats. Ty, I texted you before the podcast. Y'all really don't have a standout guy. There's no Aaron Judge on this team. There's no superstar on this team. I mean, you guys are just playing team ball. You got to love it. You have to love it, man. It's like the Rays years, a couple years ago. Just the team. It's a great team. They're coming together. And this is what we need, man. We need someone like this to go on a run. Baseball, I feel like, is a dying sport. I don't watch it anymore. I won't lie to you guys. I, I looked at this for almost an hour before this podcast trying to figure out, like, what the hell am I going to say about Major League Baseball? It's the dying sport, and we need it to come back somehow, some way. And all you baseball fans are up in arms. Oh, you call it a dying sport? It's America's pastime. Yeah, past, in the past, way in the freaking past. We got to bring it back. We need something like this. Some new faces, the Baltimore Orioles. I hope they make a run, man. I'll be watching Playoffs, I do watch. It's a lot more fun, but the 162 games, man, you got to change that shit, man. It's way too many games. No one is paying attention for that long, unless your name is Ty Wagner or Spencer Whitaker. I don't know how you guys watch almost every game, man. Y'all are sick. Y'all need to go get some help, for real. But it would be cool to see a team like the Orioles make a run deep in the postseason, hopefully make the playoffs, no one's even talking about it here, though, man. I'm looking at YouTube before. Like, I can't even find something within the last three weeks where people are talking about it. The last one I'm watching, they're talking about the Orioles maybe getting in three weeks ago, and maybe they can you know, win the ALE East, and I can't find anything recent, man. But I'm excited about it. We'll see what happens. It looks like they have the third best odds, the Orioles do, to, uh, to make it to the World Series in the AL. They are right behind the Cheating Astros and the Rangers. No one wants to see the Astros get in. Nobody. I don't even think Houston fans do. Be real with yourselves. Fucking cheaters. And I think the Orioles might win 100 games this year, man. So we got, what, we got 24 games left. Y'all just got to go 500. Y'all just go 12 and 12. That's 101, 101 wins. I think I did the math right on that. Mm, somebody got to fact check me on that one. Might be on where Rob was wrong. But I'm looking at it, man. It looks like they have a great bullpen. They've got a bunch of solid hitters. They don't have, like I said, there's no superstar on this team. A lot of solid guys, though. And if you got a good bullpen in baseball, though, man, it's been a while since I watched it. I won't consider myself any kind of expert, but the bullpen is extremely important, man. Just get it to the bullpen. Let them take over from there. Get it to that sixth, seventh inning. Let them take over. You can get them a one-run lead, man. I mean, that's how the Yankees used to do it back in the day. They had the man. Sandman, freaking Rivera, absolutely nasty with that cutter. They had people that can hit. Yankees back in the day definitely had a lot more all-stars, man. Um, I mean, just everyone. You had Derek Jeter. You had Jorge Posada, Bernie Williams. You had freaking Jason Giambi. Um, just stud after stud after stud. And I got another one here. I mean, Derek Jeter is the whole reason I even got into baseball, man. They always talk about Mr. October going into like MLB playoffs. 
Man, this is the only dude I ever heard them call Mr. November. Let's go ahead and take a listen to this. Mr. November World Series. That's how good he was all the time. That's awesome, man. What a call. That is absolutely awesome. Mr. November. I mean, how could you not like the Yankees growing up, man? I did watch baseball for a while with my pops because he loved it, man. Uh, my parents split up when I was pretty young, going in back to my high school days after he left. Really didn't watch too much baseball. Also, right around the time everyone started to retire. Um, yeah. It's been a while, man. Just not not very exciting. Not not the same. Not the same without that guy, man. I remember watching Jeter's last game, actually, with my boy Ty. I was absolutely obnoxious. I am a very obnoxious fan, I'll admit it. Jeter hit a walk-off, walk-off hit, his last at-bat against the Orioles. Man, I was slamming the freaking ceiling in my apartment, man. We were watching that with Casey and Deptula. Man. It feels like a lifetime ago, bro. I hope y'all are doing well, man. That seems so, so long ago. But yeah, I'm telling you what, man. Sports have a kind of effect on people, bro. Nothing brings people together like sports. I'll always say that. I always mean that. You get someone, you get so many people in the same place, rooting for the same thing, thinking the same way. Especially in times like now, man, that don't happen too much. But let's see if the Orioles can make a run, man. I'm going to try to get some more baseball talking here. Got to definitely watch up a little bit more. It'd be nice if anybody in the mainstream media, sports media, would freaking watch or freaking talk about something other than football right now. But MLB's Mr. October. Let's see if we can get a Mr. October. Let's see if we can get another Mr. November. And then let's go back to college football. I mean, we just have to, right? It was a great first week. And it pains me as a UCF Knight, a UCF alum, to talk about FSU, but we got to do it. Got to do it, man. This is unbiased, this is unfiltered, right? I'm going to present you guys the facts, the debatable facts. Maj, you like that? You got to term that, man. FSU had a statement win, man. That was a hell of a second half. My God. I mean, they were running over kids in the second half. That one dude, the last touchdown I scored that I think got them to 45, whatever it was, the final. I mean, he knocked that dude into freaking tomorrow. Jeez, man. I mean, they just had their foot on their freaking throat and crunched it that second half. Oh, my God. If you're LSU, Brandon, I haven't heard from you, bro. I hope you're alive, man. You good? I feel like you went into a hole and hid talking all that trash. Freaking LSU, boy. Y'all got smacked that second half. 31-7 to seven in the second half. And, man, was it an absolute beatdown. And it would looked a little bit closer than I, maybe you think it was, but they just made big play after big play after big play, and then it was just it was over, man. Second and fourteen was the first play from their own end zone. This is FSU, and they throw that bomb butterball right in the freaking bread basket. I mean, that dude didn't have to move. Boop, right there, 
Number four, uh, what's his name? Keenan or Keon Cole. Keon Cole, wide receiver transfer from Michigan State. What a bomb to him, man. That was a hell of a pass. And then on that fourth and two play to uh, Toa Feely, number nine of the other running back. He almost got down into the freaking end zone. He got absolutely slammed. Dude, like, got thrown down by his neck. But he got right back up. I right back up. Said, what's up, man? We're here. We're here. And then, of course, they get in the end zone. The next play, the quarterback, uh, Jordan Travis. Then I think they're up by seven at that point. So it's still close, right? Still close. They're driving. They're actually talking to the coach. They're doing, like, a mid-drive uh, mid interview, whatever you want to call that. And then Renardo Green picks it off on the LSU 40, goes back the other way about 20 yards, and it's just over from there, man. They just freaking steamrolled them after that. They started trucking kids. They started freaking stiff-arming kids into the ground. I mean, it looked like LSU pulled some people out of the freaking stands to, hey, you guys want to come play? We're done. We give up here. It was embarrassing. Embarrassing. Embarrassing second half. Brandon, I'll tell you what. Mm, talk all that trash. Didn't show up. See what y'all do next week. Jordan Travis, though, looked really, really good, man. Five total touchdowns. He's in the Heisman talk. Uh, I don't really know too much about the kid, but the way they talked about him after the game, sounds like he's had quite of a journey. Sounds like FSU uh, booing him a lot over his career, which doesn't surprise me at all. FSU, any fancy? Yeah, we won't get into all that, but doesn't surprise me. Glad you all have a kid that's really good now, and now you're cheering for him because, I mean, he looks good, man. He looks like a great kid. Said all the right things. Dude can throw. Dude can run. And now they're number four. They're in the top five already. They play Southern Miss this week. Um, and they look good, man. And I said it. I said it again. It's unbiased. I think FSU is back, man. FSU football, y'all are back. I don't care that it's one week. Again, just like we were talking about Colorado, you can see it. If you know the game, you, you can just see it, man. They're, they're back. They're going to have a hell of a run this year. Um, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Ian Kirkland, I owe you beer, Bo. Tell me what kind of six pack you want. You really suck at texting back sometimes, man. Tell me what you want. You won the bet. You won the bet. Tell me what you want. Your FSU, uh, FSU Seminoles won, even though I had no idea you're FSU fan the entire time I've known you, Bo, but it's all good. Tell me what kind of beer you want. Again, guys, no one reached out to me about the bet I had last week with the Lions, which doesn't sound as crazy now that looks like Travis Kelsey might be out and... Still no deal for their, their tackle, uh, Chris Jones. Mm. So I think the Lions absolutely win that game now. Maybe not too crazy, but again, guys, you want to make a bet? Let's make a fun bet, man. I'll chug this beer on the podcast. I'm terrible at chugging. I mean, you guys can hear me burping. I'm just doing drinking one beer here. I'm not a chugger. Mm-mm. Not a chugger, Miller Lite. Looking for another sponsor. But absolutely wild first weekend of college, man. I can't wait for week two. Cannot wait. Definitely watching Colorado again. Again, they are playing Nebraska. They're the early game at 12. Can't wait for that. We'll definitely pay attention. UCF, we look good too, man. UCF football nights, baby. Yeah, we played nobody, but we beat the brakes off of them. We did what we were supposed to do. Let's see what happens. And then going into my last thing here today, guys, a lot of people are giving out their top fives, uh, top five NFL teams. Um, so I put together my own little top five here. I should have queued up some cool music, uh, some cool music or something for this. But going into it, man, number one NFL team going into week one, which starts tomorrow, baby. We're back. Dude, I'm hype. We are back tomorrow night. God, we made it, boys. 
We freaking made it. God, it's been a while. It's been too long. Oh, man. The Kansas City Chiefs, Patty Mahomes. That is my number one team going into week one. Super Bowl champs, day number one until someone else knocks them off, man. And I know I'm calling upset alert on it, but it's just week one. Everybody relax. I know everyone likes to freak out after week one. But I think the Kansas City Chiefs with Patty Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore. I mean, they just got a lot of little gadget guys, man. And then the freaking wizard, bro. Andy Reid. That man is a genius. And are you kidding me? He had a there was a report. He took a play call from one of the janitors at his old team and used it. And I'm pretty sure they scored a touchdown on it. I mean, that just goes to show, and I got to find which episode it was, but you can always learn something from everyone you talk to. And Andy Reid, man, good for you, bro. That's freaking awesome, man. This just goes to show that you got to treat everyone with respect. You can learn something from everyone you talk to. You can't go in with any kind of preconceived notion that, oh, I'm a genius, and I know more than this guy, and oh, this is going to be a waste of my freaking time. I can't learn nothing from him. Dude took a play from a janitor, scored a touchdown on it, man. They changed a couple things on it according to the story, but, dude, that's freaking awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. Love Andy Reid. Freaking love that dude, man. And then his old team, my number two, is the Philadelphia Eagles. Unfortunately, that pains me as a Cowboys fan to go ahead and say that they are number two, but their roster is just absolutely stacked. Looks like they're rebuilding the Georgia Bulldogs on freaking defense over there. Can't believe that D-tackle Jalen Carter fell to them late. Or, well, not late, but towards the bottom 10. Dude should have been number one, and now they got one of the best kids in the draft. Oh, God, it makes me freaking sick, bro. They're going to be great. They're going to be real good. Raven, your Eagles going to be great. Can't wait for our house-divided season. It's awesome, man. Tell you what, the dogs, they each got their own little bandana. Rocky's got the, the Dallas Cowboy one. Rody wears the Eagles one. It's a lot of fun, man. We have a lot of fun for football season. I know Rave kind of hates on it because it's literally all I do all day on Sunday. And I cannot wait to do that all day Sunday, every Thursday night, every Monday night. We're back. We're back, baby. Number three, the San Francisco 49ers. This also pains me. They beat us the last two years. Another solid team, man. Just very, very good football team. Brock Purdy is their guy now. I mean, they're loaded, man. They're absolutely loaded. You got Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. And we don't even need to go into everybody on that defense, man. I mean, they come and they punch you in the freaking mouth. They're going to be great again. Going into number four, my uh, not really dark horse MVP, but someone who needs to get a little bit more love, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. They're my number four team, man. I think that they're going to make a ton of noise again this year. You got Joe Burrow, Joey B. You got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. You got a lot of solid guys on defense, man, that aren't a lot of household names, but they're very, very good. They're in a small city. They don't get a ton of love. Cincinnati Bengals, you heard me right. Cincinnati Bengals are number four team in the NFL this year. And then number five, whoever's watching on YouTube, here we go. Mm, Had to give them some love, my Dallas Cowboys. And I think that's being nice. Number five, I think that's being, uh, yeah, being modest. I think we're being modest here. Number five, we'll take that. Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott, Trey Lance, who's going to be the starter by week four. All you crazies. 
we're going to be good again. They've won 12 games the last two years. Uh, they have the best defensive player in the NFL. His name is Micah Parsons. He's going to be the defensive player of the year. Talk about Deion Sanders changing a culture. Micah Parsons is changing the culture of the Cowboys, man. Doing a lot of things, holding everyone accountable. And tell you what, sometimes people don't like being held accountable, man. It causes a lot of rifts. People don't like people that do something differently. You get used to being in your little rut. You do things the same way for so long. You're like, oh, we just always done it this way. I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't care how you used to do it. This is how we're going to do it now because it's going to work. Mike has been doing that. Dude was boxing in the offseason. I mean, he's just doing some things that you just don't see a lot. He's changing the culture. My Dallas Cowboys are top five. So real quick, again, you got the Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Dallas Cowboys. Let me know what y'all think of the list. Um, I was watching Stephen A. and uh, Shannon Sharp the other day. Love Shannon on first take now. That's awesome to see him there, man. Shannon is really great, man. Also one of the best dressed people on TV. I mean, that dude's got a freaking awesome suit every week, every day. He's wearing something nice. They had a very similar top five list. Uh, Shannon actually had the Cowboys at five as well. Stephen A. freaked out. It was hilarious. Apparently, he had some ex-girlfriend break his heart back in the day, and he doesn't like to talk about it, and that's why he hates the Cowboys. Actually, hilarious. Hilarious. You should look that up. Yeah, we clowning on you here too, Stephen A. You want to hate on the boys all the time. Someone look up Stephen A. Smith, Cowboys ex-girlfriend. Got your heart broke by some girl. Now you hate a team, bro. Grow up, man. That's a good top five right there, I think, though. Let me know what you guys think. Tell me who your top five would be. Drop me a comment. Guys, like, subscribe, share. Group text, WhatsApp, I don't know. Whatever y'all do, man, send me out, blast me out, put this on your story, trying to get this going. And then going into my closing here today, I'll leave you with a, uh, a couple, one debatable fact and then one just really cool thing I wanted to leave you all with. So my debatable fact, and I mentioned it earlier, going back to the SEC, I like to clown on y'all too because you guys are one of the cockiest people on the face of the planet, maybe the cockiest. Texas is taking y'all down. Texas is beating Alabama on Saturday. You heard it here for you heard it here first. Texas is gonna beat up on y'all on Saturday. Texas, I think, is a seven-point underdog. Cannot wait for that. That's the night game on Saturday. That's gonna be a ton of fun to watch. Anybody want to take a bet on that? Go ahead, send it my way. I'll chug on the chat or I'll chug on the podcast. Let's make something fun. Someone please respond. I'm gonna keep saying this every week. So please respond. Come on. I'm trying to make this fun. Make a fun bet with me. I think Texas beats Alabama Saturday. And then shout out to Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib was uh, one of the first openly gay players in the NFL. Uh, I think that was, it obviously takes a ton of courage to come out and say something like that, man. Um, everyone in today's society is, let's just say mean to say the least. Very big cancel culture, very big can't do this, can't do that. Shout out to him, man. Hell of a career. Um, and then he announced he's going to retire today and he's going to continue with this app he created this called raise r-a-y-z-e it's a volunteer-based social media app focused on community involvement positivity celebrating good in the world we believe in character over clout it's for people and nonprofits, and i think it's really really cool man you connect with your uh your community you volunteer, you help make the place you live better. Um, that's what it's all about, man. Meet new people, leave this world a better place than you found it. Leave everywhere a better place than you found it, man. That should always be your mentality, wherever you're going, man. Leave it better than you found it. 
I think that's awesome. Good luck to him, man. I would love to see if I can even get my company I work at, Enterprise, involved with it, man. Really, really cool volunteer-based social media app. Good luck, Carl. That's awesome, man. Um, and that's all I got for you here today, guys. So again, thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day once again to join me to listen to this sports podcast. Um, trying to try some new things here every week. You heard the new song, the intro. I really like that one. It's kind of in your face, a little unfiltered. I like it. Uh, playing some of the um, audio here for you today from YouTube for today from YouTube. Hopefully that sounded good. And I'm excited to see where I keep going with this, man. So I'll see you all again next week. Thank you guys so much. Comment, like, subscribe, share. Let me know what you thought of this week's episode, guys. Thank you so much. Y'all take care.